Welcome to Rage Game Network Podcast. Try number three. <laughs> Welcome to Rage Game Network Podcast. I'm Andy, and I still fucked up the intro. We're going with it. Okay, I'm Sarah. And I'm Ben. I'm Ben. Ben's back. I made a joke in the second one about Connor not being here and the fact that he's getting replaced. Uh, he's not getting replaced. Ben might be here more often. Yay. Obviously, we're doing D&D with Ben, and uh, Ben came back fucking prepared ben is our fearless leader <laughs> <laughs> wow wow uh, he's replacing a whole lot of people that Ben's better at our job than we are yeah <laughs> i i literally just spent like 45 minutes on this because connor messaged us at 5 a.m saying he wasn't going to be for D D. i'm like all right let's pivot from prepping the adventure to like Let's actually Prepping know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. So have something to talk about. So Heck yeah. I I like that. So Sarah, you said you picked up uh, a game of the week. Yes. I'm very excited about it. So um, for everybody who knows code game, co- the code, code names. names, I'm inheriting Connor's lack of ability to speak properly when it's his turn to shine. Um, Codenames is a game for 48 players, and basically two teams work against each other, giving one-word clues so that you can find the, like your team's words on the board while avoiding the other team's words. But we're not talking about Codenames. We're talking about Codenames Harry Potter. Uh-huh. I'm so excited. I cannot wait to play. We just got it last weekend because yes. we stopped at Destiny Yep. on our way back from... Uh, dropping my mom off at school because she teaches. And um, we stopped at Destiny and there were a couple of really cool game stores there, actually. There was a game and comic store and then there was a game and toy store. With, I think that's the one we went to. It was called yes. Mind Games. Yes. And they had all sorts of like... It was, it was mostly tabletop and like some kids' games and like puzzles and things. We never did go back to just games to look for plot storm. Pitch storm. Pitch storm. Pitch storm. We got to go find that. We got to go yeah. get that. But yeah, I'm very excited. I was going to suggest that we play Codenames Harry Potter for the recording, but it seems that I'm the only one with an extensive knowledge of Harry Potter here today. <laughs> I have none. Yeah. I'm familiar with it's Harry Potter good. memes. Yeah, but that's not the same. But that... <laughs> Like, that won't help. Like, yeah. You should have went with Harry Potter Clue. Yeah, but they didn't have Harry Potter Clue. They, they Harry did. Potter it was Clue right next things. to it. Was it? Yeah, you I were did like, not care. You you picked that up instead. I've played Harry Potter Clue, and it's not... I, I'm not a fan. I mean, it's still inherently Clue, which is just kind of a meh game. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> it's a classic, but like, if I'm going to pick up a classic, I'm not picking up Clue. I'm not no. picking like, up Monopoly either. Fair. Oh, see... Battleship? Sure. All see, day long. I will pick up Monopoly, but I'm also one, you know, when it comes to board games, like, I woke up and chose violence. So... <laughs> <laughs> see... Ben chose like, chaos. Like, you, Monopoly you. and Risk, I will... Gr- those would be my go-to. Yeah. People are like... Oh, my God. Ah, I haven't ah, played ah. Risk in If you so were long. my brother, we would end up in a fist fight. Because I would get violent, like truly violent. Yeah. Over risk. Over both. Over yeah. both, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm always always for like the long the long game for those. So for either of those or Catan. Yeah, or, Catan is good. Oh, my problem with Monopoly yeah. is that like I'm not keeping I'm I'm not good at keeping track of my own shit. So like I'll inevitably lose because I have I, I, I genuinely do not remember 90% of the time how much money I have or like what I own right I'm so bad at Monopoly I'm worse at Monopoly even though which like, is funny because you're also not, <laughs> you're also not a very good sport <laughs> it's all about no the, I'm an asshole it's Let's all just... about the strategy <laughs> right like yeah. there are a couple spots like yes in here 
like in theory, every space on the board should have a roughly equal chance to be landed on, you know, throughout the gameplay. But there are a couple that are more advantageous than others well, sure. to yeah, own. Yeah. Um, and there's definitely a strategy to that of knowing, of knowing which, which ones, one which. which ones to get. And then sometimes which are better early versus late game. Yeah. And that it's okay to like ditch some. When I, so I think that's my other problem was I never learned how to play properly. Like I only played when I was little and it was just us going around the board and collecting $200 every time we passed go. Like there was actually no other point. <laughs> what? Collecting the money until the bank was bankrupt. That's some bullshit. Yeah. Like that's what I'm saying. I'm terrible at Monopoly. Oh. All right. So, you, so you grew up a little bit more. A little bit more socialist than some of us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we go around map and collect two hundred dollars. Hey! <laughs> everybody wins. Yeah. Except the bank. <laughs> except, except for everybody else. Yeah. Everybody loses at the same time. Yeah. Yep. That's pretty much. Oh. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I guess because uh, Ben did the news for us, <laughs> Sarah. Sorry. All right, I'll uh, I'll just kind of go through uh, go through my list here. First up, uh, new games released this weekend. Uh, I've got two picks here. Uh, one I've seen a lot on my uh, timeline on Facebook uh, from a number of friends uh, that are highly anticipating this release, and it seems was pretty highly anticipated online. Elden Ring, uh, the latest fancy RPG. Uh, by From Software, uh, with support by Bandai Namco. Uh, so for anyone familiar with the Bloodborne and Dark Souls series, uh, this is kind of the next uh, series, potentially, to be launched by them. Uh, so if you are into that, or things similar to Elder Scrolls series, uh, and never jumped into the, Blood, the Bloodborne and Souls franchises, you might want to give this a check out. Uh, also, when I popped on Steam, uh, a unique one that kind of piqued my interest was uh chevalier history uh it's a action jrpg uh from an indie developer it's got that mix of anime art style and classic nes era pixel graphics uh so if you're a fan of things like early final fantasy fire emblem um anything like that uh this seems like it will probably be up your alley it had all favorable reviews from the 30 people who had gotten it, but it also just launched today, and I saw this at, like, 9 a.m., so... There you go. There you go. There you go. Uh, number of things in the uh, tabletop uh, world going on. Uh, coming up in March, uh, through Wizards of the Coast, we've got a new D&D campaign book coming out. Uh, Critical Role's Call of the Netherdeep. On March 15th, this will be the first official D&D adventure uh, from the Critical Role franchise. Um, they had their launch last year of um, Explorer's Guide to Wildmount, uh, so this will be a fun follow-up to that. All the major TCGs have some new stuff coming out or recently launched. Uh, Pokemon has a new spring bundle coming out on the 25th. Uh, Magic the Gathering and Yu-Gi-Oh! just had their uh, first sets of 2020 released. Uh, Magic's uh, Kamigawa Neon Dynasty released uh, on the 18th, and Yu-Gi-Oh!'s Battle of Chaos uh, dropped on the 10th. Uh, so if you're into TCGs, uh, the spring has a lot of new product coming for anything that you are looking for. I'm, I, I have to say, it's interesting seeing the TCGs coming back. Um, there was depth. I mean, Magic's never really gone away. Yu-Gi-Oh! kind of held up, and obviously Pokemon always has had its following. But, like, what the hell? It's like everybody just jumped back on. I think the biggest resurgence came from, you know, the whole, you know... Well, we're still living through this uh, this pandemic, mm -hmm. and starting last year, it seemed like the Pokemon TCG um, was where things kind of kicked off with it. Not so much a player's resurgence, but a resurgence in collectors 
There was God. a huge thing, you know, if you saw TikTok, you saw YouTube, everyone buying the old boxes, unboxing them, uh, and getting cards graded. Uh, collecting of all sorts seemed to be a big boom uh, during, like, the late stages of, like, lockdown. It wasn't, like, a fur like, towards the early end. It was actually towards the yeah. end of it yeah, is well, when it people, seemed to catch on. And we yeah. had, you know, Target and Walmart limiting supplies of what people can buy. Um, and I think that really helped kick it off. Um, and Pokemon was the first of that. We're starting to see that now in Yu-Gi-Oh. Isn't that funny? Like you restrict the supply of something and all of a sudden, like, like there was obviously, paper. yeah, <laughs> there was obviously a big demand, you know, for board games and things that you can play at home and like Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh started to like <laughs> pick back up again. And then yeah. all of a sudden there was enough of an uptick that they were like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Right. And you restrict that, that supply and you're like, okay, you can only buy one today. Yeah. Right. I think and then people are like, oh my God. Well, we'll come back tomorrow and get another one then. They had the per like Pokemon of all of them had the perfect storm because yes. you had the pandemic lockdown. So people were getting into collecting. You saw not just like cards, but like all sorts of other collecting hobbies mm -hmm. took off. Coin yeah. collecting took off. Stamp collecting took off. Like all these random things. And so when it came to cards, you also had it being Pokemon's 25th anniversary. And they so really shiny too. All sorts of new cards, yep. uh, promotional cards that were limited. Like, I bought like six boxes of um, Cinnamon Toast Crunch because they had promo cards in it. <laughs> and then there was, a, <laughs> and then last year there was also the rush on the McDonald's Happy Meals that had yes! the promo cards. Oh my God, I um, remember that. And it seemed like once Pokemon was like, all right, this is getting almost too big people were looking for something else and there was that little bit or maybe just people who hadn't ever been into pokemon it seems like Yu-Gi-Oh has been the next yeah uptick yep. of yep. that um for the collector's value uh it seems like they've capitalized on that with um some new releases featuring support for classic cards um like this new set has some more support um for dark magician uh, one of the OGs, and they've really capitalized on that with re-releasing support for old cards, new art styles, uh, the launch of their new uh, Master Duel online setting, uh, which is great for some places that are still not having in-person play, um, to have that kind of free-to-play online option. Um, and it is definitely an exciting time for people into... TCGs of all sorts. Magic the Gathering has had their kind of year plus now crossover mm -hmm. continuing with Dungeons and Dragons also yeah. owned by Wizard. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we've had um, Theros and Strixhaven from Magic released in D&D uh, &D as official settings. We've got the crossover version um, kind of new play style of Magic um, with a dungeon card element that was released i heard about that i don't know how well it went but i i don't know that it's gone as well as the crossover the other way um yeah. i bought one of the starter kits it looks interesting um it basically it's this new dungeon card setup gives you potentials for extra boosts during the game possibly an alternate win condition um i don't know that we'll see it in tournaments but if nothing else, again, it's at another least it's great fun for like homebrew stuff. Yeah, fun for for players at home, um, and then again, just more for that collector's market. Yeah. So right. to get people who maybe weren't into one into the other. So speaking of card trading games, something that I have totally forgotten about for like two decades because I never watched this show, um, Digimon. Um, one of the guys I work with, he does is doing Digimon tournaments at Millennium Games out in. Um, Greece. Henrietta. Henrietta. Thank you. Greece. It's in Henrietta. Um, and he, he, you know, I was telling him that, you know, we, we play D&D &D every week. And he's like, oh, we're, we're doing Digimon tournaments. And I'm like, yeah, I'm. What? That still exists. Like, that's still a thing. And, uh, and all of a sudden, you know, it's like become super like I see it. You know how like you hear about something. You yep. never see it. And then you hear about it. And then it's everywhere. Right. Thanks. Thanks um, for that. Uh, honestly. Yeah. Controversial opinion. While Pokemon games have been great, 
I honestly think the Digimon anime was better than the Pokemon anime. I oh, can't yes. disagree. <laughs> the the animation <laughs> style and the anime so far superior. Like I said, Yay, I never watched it, f- but like watch a kid Pokemon that is never so grows up. like uh, and it's worse now as an adult, right? Like it's hard to watch cuz l- our nephew is watching it and it's like yeah, the, the new anime is hard to watch. I can't. Yeah, it's tough. Well, yeah. so anyways, Digimon, I don't know if you guys remember back in 2018, the Digimon Survive game was supposed to come out, and they announced no. it, and then it kept getting delayed, 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 and then COVID happened, and we were like, okay, it's, it's never, never coming, coming out. out. It's never coming out. Well, I just found an article that says it is now currently listed for 2022. Um. Also... Digimon is big enough to have a Digicon? Oh, yeah. At, there's cons for so many things. Well, there's cons for everything, for sure. But, like, I'm going to look it up because I want to know where it is. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know. One of these days. I'm learning so much about Digimon this year. <laughs> like, of all, like, the fandom cons, I would love to go to the, the Power Rangers con, Power Morphicon. That sounds so cool. What? Yeah. It, there's a con for okay. it, and like so many of the people who had been on the show are so involved with all these little fan community projects. I mean, and that they they love the fans and they participate oh. in so many of these different cons. And it's it's crazy that like all these things that like millennials grew up on have gotten so much bigger and through a lot of social media you get a lot of that connectivity i started following um uh jason david frank on uh, a couple social media platforms and he's always going out to comic stores and cons and meeting with fans and promoting like if fans give him a gift that's like a ranger thing based off one of the characters like he shows it off on social media Oh, um, that is so cool. The original uh, Blue Ranger from Mighty Morphin has been at cons and is trying to pitch to Netflix a reunion miniseries with the original cast. Oh, cool. That's what? like set like in the future and like a little bit darker. Yeah. Um, but still like connected to their original story. Um, it it's crazy like yeah, that they it needs that they to grow l- up a little bit yes yeah yeah but well, like that the they show who, so much love yeah. to the fans yeah the, the, the people, people who watch it have grown up so they need yeah. something a little bit more mature yeah yeah i i actually got to watch some of the original mighty morphin while it was on netflix i believe and uh does not hold up no <laughs> see i did i did that too i they had just about all the seasons and I watched like the first five, six seasons. I watched all, basically anything that connected to the original Zordon era, era like storyline. So up through yeah. in space. And I did watch lost galaxy because there was some crossover and like, yeah, a lot of it doesn't hold up and it's campy, but like, yeah. that's the point. Like, yeah, yeah, they were, honestly in some ways like ahead of their time in some of the things they did right um and like it's just really unique story also fun little fact as we're continuing off this tangent the guy who did the theme song for the original mighty Morphin power rangers go go power rangers we all know and love yeah yeah. he (laughs) also did the theme song for the 90s x-men animated show no that that that, that, that beautiful like yeah yeah same guy tracks it tracks that's awesome that's cool all right so i found digicon um apparently it was today where uh it was like a uh uh virtual con yeah virtual con Mm. no shit um because they did they did like a q a session like games information session, and then they did um, U.S. Japan friendly matches, and then they did Japan like an illustration competition, and so people could like could like uh, submit their fan art basically, and there was oh, a competition nice. to see like who had the best fan art or like who did the best recreation or whatever, 
And then there was a double, uh, sorry, vital bracelet double raid battle. They had oh, an anime. What? I don't know what it means. I'm just saying the words. <laughs> it sounds cool. I don't know what it is, but it sounds pretty cool. <laughs> and then uh, they did another match. They had an anime discussion. And they had a live performance of the theme song. And um, they... I love when they do produced that. ...produced another sneak peek of um, the Survive game. So, no I don't know. shit. I love P- when Digimon they do live. Digimon fans have been waiting for that for four years? Five years now? Four years? Hey. Speaking of Maybe games, it, it. It, it, it isn't yeah. that bad. How Maybe long that is? Get it. Yeah, it's you not know, like StarCraft Two. Oh, no, worse, uh. worse, <laughs> worse. Gran Turismo games, any of those? There was literally one. My brother bought the pre-ordered the game. Pre-ordered the game. Three years later, they what? finally come out with it because of being backed up and backed up and backed up, and that wasn't even with COVID hitting. So, speaking of games that have been put off, and uh, I've got a couple for some new releases that are coming out in March. Yes. Uh, so, we've got, um, this was Pushback. This was originally supposed to come out last summer. Uh, we've got the remaster of Grand Theft Auto V. Um, uh, okay, continue. Coming out, it's coming out all platforms. Uh, Switch, PS5, if you can find one. Uh, Xbox Series <laughs> One XS. Yeah, uh, not Steam. likely. Uh, that's coming out on the 15th, um, so your uh, 2013 hit is coming back, remastered graphics, uh, some expansions and some other stuff possibly added. Uh, it seems like Rockstar had a little bit of a tough time kind of pushing uh, people to be like, oh, why should I buy this? I, yeah, like yeah, you have I, the original I, game, why should I be excited about it The game is still freaking relevant right yeah, now. Yeah, it was on, you know, it was just on the PS3 um, I think it was think ported to Steam. The only too, reason, so I, th- I don't think yeah, there's any reason. Yeah. I feel like the only reason people would buy the remastered game is if they have the PS5 and they can't play it. No, you right? Can, Unless you, you buy, I believe it's backwards compatible if it's a PS5 digital download. Is? Yeah, from what I'm, from what yeah. I understand. So they've remastered the so graphics. There's, really no there's, some there's no fucking point <laughs> other than add-ons. Yeah, so we'll see. Remastered graphics and uh, some Iron. sort of expansions. It looked interesting. Um, it's pushed back, um, but figure is worth talking about. Other games that were uh, trying to re uh, re up on a series uh, coming out on Xbox and PlayStation. No word on Switch yet. Uh, we've got WWE 2K22 coming out March 11th. Um, this will be the first. Uh, full outing for a 2K game uh, with the WWE brand uh, since 2K20. Uh, 2021 was cut uh, partly for COVID uh, and then partly because of how much of a dumpster fire reaction 2K20 got. Uh, <laughs> that they that they they, were like, they pivoted to like an arcade, ar- more arcade fighter style game and they called it battlegrounds and that got even worse reviews than 2k20 uh so so they did a whole rethinking of the whole project yeah so 2k22 it's going back to the classic kind of 2k style um graphics have been massively improved um they look pretty cool from what i've seen on uh some of the previews uh, they're also bringing back a fan favorite general manager mode mm-hmm. where you get to play as the behind the scenes manager and you can book out a whole year's worth of programming um, and kind of change stuff up based on ratings and stuff like that. Right. As well as playing as your favorite superstar or create a character. Um, it looks like it's going to be pretty good, um, but we'll we'll kind of hold on the verdict because the last two two entries were pretty rough. Yeah. yeah. Um, we'll see where that goes. So Keep my question out. is, like those kinds of games, like the WWE and NBA, and like um, all the stuff, like the sports games, basically that are all the two Ks. When do those die? Those die three, like, huh? Three K. Three K. I mean, it's just but like, like when do people get bored of buying the same? Not it's not necessarily the same game. Like I get that the graphics get better and like the controls get better and you get new players and you get you know, but when do you when do you get bored of buying 
basically a game with the same premise as the year before. You know what I mean? I mean, I'd, I don't know. I think, like, for, it's the same with, like, racing games. Like, how many, how many Gran Turismo games or how many, like, They're coming out with a new one. Speeds, yeah. 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 Um, They're coming out with another one. <laughs> you know, I think it's just... Both. You know, what, I think if they just did it once or twice per kind of, like, platform generation, it's fine. But they do it every year. They do it every so which, year. So, that I don't get. Um and that's that. That's if what it, puts away the ratings and the uh, replayabilities on them. Is just, oh, we just got yeah. this one, and now this one's out of date, and yeah. we gotta go and get the new one. Yeah. So, I don't know. This one I might actually check out. I looked at looked at one of the previous entries, um, but the last one they had that was on the Switch, which is the the one new console I have, uh, was two K eighteen. And the Switch version was just not as good. Mm. Um, and I know Nintendo's had that issue before that yeah. whatever gets ported to them is different because it's a little bit, you know, their mark, their target market isn't the same. No, um, for sure. So we'll see. Uh, but the Switch does have its own uh, kind of worthwhile game uh, main series coming out in March. Coming out on March 25th is the latest entry of the Kirby franchise, Kirby, Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Uh, this is going to be a second outing uh, for a main series game for Kirby on the Switch, um, who's had great success. Um, they had some remakes of some other games that were ported to the Switch, um, but its first main series uh, on the Switch, uh, Star Allies, that came out in 2018, is actually the second best-selling Kirby game of all time. Really? Yeah. Holy cow. So uh, this might have some big shoes to fill, um, but it... You know, Kirby games are never difficult, and I know the last one was criticized for being a little bit too simple, but, like, it's fun. It's a fun platformer. It's fun. It, it doesn't, well, not all like platformers need it. to be difficult. Right. It well, just needs just to be said, enjoyable. Well, you just said, like, the target audience for the people that play Switch is not necessarily the audience that, like, plays on console or, PC, or like, PS5 and Xbox and PC, right? Yeah. Like, it's yeah. typically going to be younger kids. And people who have families and, uh, mm. you know, like it's not it's not always the person who's like, all right, I'm single, I'm 23 and I play video games or my girlfriend plays video games with me or my boyfriend plays video games with me, yeah. whatever. Like, it's not always going to be people our age owning the Switch. Yeah. Right. Like not, our seven-year-old nephew yeah. has a not, Switch. Not right? everything like, needs to be Breath of the Wild and no. yeah, Fire Emblem Three Houses. No, yeah, some things can just be right. enjoyable. And, yeah. and I, I there think doesn't have to be a challenge rating for everything. I, I think they're trying to uh, do what essentially Xbox and PS PlayStation has been doing the entire time, is finding out what games work with what age groups and finally assessing that because now they have such a wide basis of players mm -hmm. playing yeah. the Switch. We finally have a generation, like when we were kids, video games were just becoming like past arcade, right? Yeah. And now we finally have a generation who is raising kids on video to, games. On video games, yeah. yeah. Like it's it's become a norm. It's a, it's a household right. thing, right? I, I remember when it was like um, you, you didn't see video games. We've had this discussion before, but you didn't see video games out in the open. I think maybe like two places I could tell you where it was out in the open was my house and my buddy's house. And that was it. Other than that, video games stayed either in your room or there was a totally different room. Yeah. And it, it wasn't just like out in the living room. Nope. <laughs> Versus yep. now, like in it's our, our house, anyways. Yeah, center. it's our multimedia. We yeah. watch TV on it. We play games on it. We, you know, yeah, listen to music. You could do everything. But the whole thing is, is that yeah, it's because we grew up with it. It finally became a thing. We're raising kids now to play video right. games. So now yeah. all of a sudden, you have all of these different. You have <clears throat> more platforms than what we once had, for starters. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. now you have platforms trying to figure out like okay. It's not just a certain set. Like, it's not a certain yeah. age group playing. It's like the age group and their kids are playing with them. Like. Yeah. Right. And that, I think Nintendo's trying to juggle that now. And I think they have for years. You know, from oh, the well, Wii yeah. to... 
And one thing I... I think I, that's why the Wii yeah. U flopped. So family-friendly. Flopped so hard. Yeah, because, well, no one really knew what it was or who it was for. But the Wii, ever like, that caught on and that was great. And I think the Switch is doing the same thing. Um, and one thing I love about the Kirby franchise is not only is it easy and just fun to play, um, but I think this Kirby, I think of all the Nintendo main franchises, um, really lends itself not just to kids, but to new gamers. Right. Because yeah. you got you got a lot of people who play games on their phone and kids will play games on their phone, but they're not playing a console. But no. you get a Switch and... Kirby is so easy to just pick up and play. Mm -hmm. And like, I didn't get Star Allies. I definitely think I am going to pick it up before this other one comes out. Um, but I played the two main series games that came out on the 3DS. And they were like, they were great. I hadn't played Kirby. I was not a, you know, big Nintendo person before that. Sure. Um, and I was like, oh, let's just pick up one of these and just see what it is, you know. And it was great. You know, they're not long games. Uh, they're not overly difficult, but they're they're hella fun. Yeah. And, you know, that's sometimes that's all you want is you don't want something big. You don't complex. want something that's going to take you 147 hours to beat the game. Yeah. You know, I mean, and every turn you take is like, all right, there's another boss. There's another like yeah. complication. There's right, another challenge. Right. Like, those games can be fun, right? When you're in it for the long haul and you're like, I'm going to finish this game. And by the time I got to the end, I'm going to feel so fucking satisfied. Right. No, so, like those are the games. Like sometimes yeah. you crave that shit and you spend how, you know, months on it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it, that, depending that on brings, like how yeah. if you go to work you take care of your kids whatever you yeah. spend a lot of freaking time on it nah, give, give me then, 20 hours yeah some bright colorful graphics it's um, a break some whimsical all the heaviness yeah, yeah some yeah. whimsical characters um like dialogue is non-existent really <laughs> you know <laughs> I love it's that. just oh my God. you know it's just a fun yeah you know, colorful like i don't know like even if you, even if you think like it's good, you know, yeah, it, it's super formulaic, and you know, all right, I've got this level, I've got this level, and then I've got a boss fight and a cutscene. Okay, but like, yeah. you know, nothing wrong with that. Like, yeah, that might be formulaic and boring, but like, you know what? Just shut the brain off for a little bit. Right, just let I it feel coast like and just like you can just, just like let vibe your brain get in a rhythm and just like enjoy the flow of the game and yeah. Yeah. So uh, we're going to take our little break right about now. And we're back. You No? Okay. What? <laughs> this, this has been a dumpster fire of intros. <laughs> it's been awful. This is, uh, it was take three for our first half and take two for our second yeah. half. So far. Oh, yeah. yeah, of course. You know. Hey, man. We've had a couple weeks off. We're we're trying, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's been bad. Connor broke his hand, and then freaking we played D and D, and then last week we uh, ended up not being home, and finally we're recording this week. Finally, oh, finally, it's been a day though. Can I share with you guys that, that I? Well, you guys know, but I hit a deer with my car this morning at four thirty in the morning. So like. That was a four o'clock. We get four o'clock in the morning. It was a good way to start nope. the day. Not really. My no. hood is so scrunched up, I can't even open the hood of my car. Did you really try? <sighs> I'm assuming I can't open the hood of my car. <laughs> okay, I, it didn't, <laughs> like not, it didn't not, look that bad. You might, we might be able to get it. We, we. I might, mean, like it looks crunched, but like I'm I feel like not gonna risk the fact that it doesn't close after we okay, open. Okay, yeah, that's fair too. Mm, yeah. 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 yeah, I'm just so, gonna leave it alone. It runs fine. It sounds fine. There's nothing sticking to the tire. Like we're like the light's broken, but it the, still works. That, it's shining. That sounds like how I imagine the sound of that meme of the dog sitting at the kitchen table while everything's on fire. <laughs> at, this is fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Just fine. <laughs> oh my god. So anyways, that's not the tone for the day. But we're not mad. Uh, we carry on. So, <laughs> so um, we were talking about Nintendo games and the whole differences and stuff like that and having Kirby. I remember 
playing Kirby on one of the original uh, Nintendo Pockets. Pockets. Oh. I've actually never heard of that before. What is a Nintendo so, Pocket? So you you had the original Game Boy. Yeah. Uh, and then there was, they made a smaller version. Called yeah, the, the Game Boy Pocket. Yeah. The Game Boy, Boy Pocket. Pocket. Okay. And then the color came out after that, which is the I same. I had a color. Was the same size as, as the, the pocket. pocket. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because the original ones were like. Yeah, the gray brick. Fucking big. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, you know those brick phones? Like add a second one onto the back of it. Uh-huh. That's the same fucking size. Yeah. These like they were, were. I mean, yeah. They, they were, were huge. Well, you want to know what's great? What I'm thinking of is that the Game Boy Pocket. Would have fit in a pocket in the nineties. Yeah, it would fit in a guy's pocket. Yeah, because they were still. fucking huge. They were enormous. They they weren't that big. Okay, do you remember? Men's it was jeans? no bigger than my phone. Do, yeah, exactly. it was a little bit wider. It was but, enormous. You know. Yeah, men's jeans in the nineties though, like the style was kind of like baggy and loose. Oh, you're right? talking and like the pockets were big. You're talking like late ninety, like, like you're late talking 90s, early thousands. You're looking at yeah. some like Jenkos. Yeah, like, that's, that's <laughs> those were not like standard men's. <laughs> nah, nah. But that's what I remember. Oh uh, well, uh, mo- most of the guys our age used to wear didn't that have shit. No pockets. Yeah, <laughs> I used to wear freaking like. The baggiest of jeans, and still how they fit on my ass, I have no idea how. You know, I, I can't even get a tight pair of jeans to fit my ass right now. I've <laughs> always been a fan, and like I know, like style wise, I was like, "Ew, they're gross." Cargo pants, forever. Cargo pants. Cargo pants. Cargo shorts are yeah. men's pants, and they're as close to cargo pants as I can get for yeah. twenty dollars a pair of pants. And I love them because there's like seven pockets, and I yeah. can put so many. You've things got you've got two extra pockets. Yep. They are always like. I've always like, there's liked always the some extra cargo room, pants, yeah. especially shorts, like the cargo shorts. Yes. Yes. I, yeah. I guess I guess she found the right guy because I look sexy in them. Yeah, you do. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Jesus Christ! Oh my God! You brought it up. Yeah, I did bring it up. <laughs> um, but no, um, Nintendo. I remember getting. I had Kirby Dreamland Two. Yep. And as a kid, I remember that game being a son of a bitch to beat. I never beat that game. That was a hard. Some of the early ones were definitely more difficult. Oh hell yeah, for sure. Um, they, they're there's no. I went back and I I played some of them on uh, the uh, virtual console that the Switch has. Uh, Yeah, they're they're great, but they are super difficult. Yeah, well, in the yeah. same way that like some of the early Mario games were pretty difficult. Oh my god! Oh my I god. remember hating Mario as a kid because I could, I like, as everyone knows, and just a reminder, like I'm not as proficient as a gamer, but like Mario is one of the things that I could get my hands on, and I hated it because I was so bad at it. I, it was it, like, do you remember? Do you remember when you let me play Kingdom Hearts for the first time? Yes, and you were, and you were in were physical getting, pain. I like, was getting very frustrated yeah. watching her play. And that it was, was like, that was uh, me playing uh, Mario. Uh, I feel like JRPGs are the easiest thing to get into for a non-gamer. Like, yeah. no storyline-wise, no, they're not. No, especially Kingdom no. Hearts. Kingdom no, Hearts is yeah. like <sighs> that. Yeah. That yeah. well, like, like that, that was a that was a you know I had a leg up on that because that I'm themed such dream. a Disney nerd. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, that, I that, just that, registered uh, what you said. Yeah, yeah, that was a yeah. So, some writer from Disney like <laughs> got like, on an anime got on like an anime binge. Yeah, you know, late at night and just you know huffed a little something. It's like what if Let's what if we put them in this? Yeah. We just put them to like gather, to like gather. It'll be, it'll be great, <laughs> and like, yeah, but they no. didn't give them like a lot of the good characters to use in main stuff. Is like, oh, oh like, yeah, yeah. you can use Goofy and Donald for whatever the heck you want, but, but everything else needs to Mickey, be like cheerfully <laughs> curate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the worst part is like you never got like somebody to follow you around that was from the Final Fantasy series at all. In the first game, at least. Yeah. It seems like everyone was super protective of their own stuff. And then, like, as it got on, like, Square Enix got a little bit more into it. But Disney was still very, like, 
no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, and like... The-, <laughs> the animation styles afterward, oh, yeah, definitely picked up. Yeah. Because of Square Enix. They and actually like, start They putting- look like great games. I've just literally never gotten into them because I was, A, never really a huge Disney fan, and mm-hmm. B, like, the storyline seemed... Like from what I saw online, like seems so convoluted and ridiculous. It is. It's like it's ridiculous. I love Final Fantasy. Loops on and loops like on there's loops. like it's, don't get me wrong. Final Fantasy has plenty of weird shit oh, and storyline yeah. stuff that doesn't make sense. Well, sure. But like, but it's all it's all new. It's all created. Like they have to make it link up so it makes sense, right? Yeah. With Kingdom Hearts, like I feel like you had to already be a Disney nerd, so that I feel like you already had to be a Disney nerd, and that's why like Deborah loves kingdom hearts so much is because she was born and bred on disney i would i would disagree slightly why i enjoyed it even though i went in for the square enix part right but you know enough disney i I, I know to get through the game and be like i know that's ariel and i know that that's jack skellington and i know that that's you know tarzan and i i have a generalized idea of all of their backstories it's still a good game to play like genuinely if i had no fucking clue what disney or square enix was but i knew how to play games yeah oh yeah the just just in general it was a good game it was no but that's what i'm saying it was a good game but like to not have any knowledge of disney and still try to get through all of that right like it's a lot of information to absorb from all of those movies and then try to piece them all together into one storyline and also, like, it's a little overwhelming. I feel like the difficulty curve is deceptive because you're like, yeah. oh, all right, Final Fantasy, like, those can be pretty difficult, long involved games. You're like, oh, there's Disney characters, so this shouldn't be that bad. And then oh. you get in, and it's like, and it's Whoa. like, Holy and it's, it's almost worse yeah. than some of the Final Fantasy games. <laughs> oh, like, yeah, how do like, you? Like, like so, how do the, you rationalize that in yeah. your brain? Like, oh, Donnie and, or Donnie and Goofy. Like, Donald and Goofy, and then you're like, oh, but they're actually like kicking ass because they're required to because you need like substantial help. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think that it, now, don't get me wrong, I think this is where what is it, eleven or twelve picks up like the main character f- gets followed around by like the party. Um. So, like in. Like, in your overworld stuff? Yeah. 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 I think... Well, 11 was an MMO. 12... Oh, yeah, yeah. 12, no. So that would have been 13. 13. And 13 picked up a little bit more of that active combat yeah. um, in the way that Kingdom Hearts did. Um, but... Yeah. I don't know. Like, it was... Way- I played, I gave like the Kingdom Hearts one. I gave that a solid try once or twice and I never got all the way through it. Like it was like way harder than I expected it to be. And also like I had no, I don't know. I didn't have love for Disney. I'm not a Disney fan. <laughs> like some of the cla- the, ni- the classics from 90s, fine. But like, eh, take it or leave it. Right. Um, yeah. I was like, wow, this is. Is way more work for what I want it to be. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't know if I ever told you this story, but I'm gonna say this again on the podcast yet again, again, again. So I beat the entire game, the entire game. Like it is one of the 100 percent completions. The one thing that absolutely pissed me off beyond recognition. Was I was playing originally on PS2, you know, memory card days, yep. the whole nine yards, right? Get through all of the Coliseum stuff, and the last boss is Sephiroth, right? Yeah. <laughs> like preparing, fighting, continuing, and just yeah. like prepping and prepping and prepping. Finally, I get to do it, and I've like this is gonna be the day. I don't give a shit how many times this fucking takes me today. I'm going to do this. I'm going to beat Sephiroth. I do it. I finally do it. I think it was the fifth attempt, which is actually pretty fucking short. I actually do it. I beat him. Nothing. No reward for it. Not a fucking thing. I was so 
fucking pissed. You got the satisfaction right. of winning. Right, right. And that's before the days of trophies on your PlayStation or anything. And I think I told you guys this. Yeah, because I think you did tell me the story because I followed it up probably with the same one I'm going to tell now. <laughs> um, the international release of Final Fantasy X-2. So the sequel to ten. There's yes. a there's a dungeon at the end. It's like a it's a it's supposed to be a little epilogue. Your main characters each get a letter about explore this dungeon, this giant tower for yep. treasure. And you fight through this kind of boss rush uh final challenge. And you know what the treasure is at the end? The treasure Treasure of, of Friendship. friendship. <laughs> Y'all yes, haven't I seen each other for years. <laughs> and then you get back together for one last go. You know what the treasure is? That you're back together again. Yay! Yay! <laughs> like such bullshit. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's like, c- come on. This it's is a like, si- this like- is a single player game. You that I've sunk ninety hours into. I don't have friends. That's the point. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's the like power if the of point. Friendship. That's <laughs> like if the point of the movie Ocean's Eleven was that they all were together at the end of the movie. Like, no, the point of Ocean's Eleven was that they made fucking they robbed score, a motherfucker. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they successfully robbed the hardest fucking thing to rob yeah. in the world. Yeah, they didn't be like, oh. Well, we didn't find anything valuable, but at least we had fun. No. (laughs) No. 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 (laughs) Motherfucker, you better fucking pay me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, that's... Oh, my God. Those are the types of things that just, like, piss me off. Like, you work so hard to do something like that and just get no reward for it. The other thing I hate, and actually... So, going back to, like, how Nintendo does things differently mm-hmm. one thing i don't like compared to some of the other games is we'll get games that are ported from xbox mainly xbox and steam that have achievements right yeah and there's none of that in the switch version really no. that is odd there's no there's no achievement system built in that's okay so tied to wait, your profile or anything like that that's not an in-game achievement system though right it's a console like it's some of them are in-game the and some of them are some are in-game and some are console based right at least uh, and you don't get either that's wildly annoying it, yeah it, in minecraft uh, uh like i don't know uh, bedrock like, edition for- i can still 100 percent complete it but like getting the actual recognition Mm-hmm. Like the only Nintendo game We've I know that really used... does it is is Pokemon. That yeah. when you complete the Pokedex, oh my they God, give yeah. you a little digital certificate that's in the thing and a and little. Then you can print so it out. Yeah. used to games that will like reward you for little things along the way. That I think that taking that away is is much yeah. more disappointing than it should be. But it is. It's like. It's kind of a Sorry, letdown. yes, I kind of still want oh my, my participation What's the trophy. Game? <laughs> What's the game with the goats? Oh, Goat Simulator? Goat yeah. Simulator. It gives you the trophies for like the stupidest <laughs> shit. You lick something for the first time and you're like, yay, trophy. <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> it it does make fun of you for that type of shit. <laughs> yeah, That's the whole point of it. It totally <laughs> makes fun of itself and everybody around it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, and if nothing else, I, it's a fun little thing to have to show off, like, what games you're playing. Yeah. Online. Oh, hell yeah. And, well, like, the first thing you see what when you log on to the PS4 is, like, oh, this person played this game recently and got this trophy. Yeah. All you, know? I, you know, on Switch, all I get if I go to somebody's thing is it'll show me what games they've played recently and how many hours they've logged into it. Oh, okay. Which, like, that's cool. That's, that's fine. But, like, I would much rather someone see that, like, I fully completed the Pokedex in Pokemon Sword and Shield. Oh, fuck Not yeah. that I, m- over the fact that I've dumped 750 hours into it. <laughs> <laughs> because one's. Yeah. One is like indicative one, of One the is an achievement. Of, yeah. And, and the one other is like. A waste is of like time. Yeah. Yeah. Or it'd be like, oh, you know, I'd love to see this, like, oh, this person got, you know, one x you know a hundred matches in a row of whatever online not that oh they've spent 
X amount of hours playing this. Um, oh, yeah. That's yeah. Two, those are two different, totally different, things. different things. Oh, of yeah. How well you've done something versus how much you've spent <laughs> how much on it. Time you've invested yeah. in a virtual yeah. thing that doesn't actually give you a real world reward, or even instead of, or even like, like real world w- rewards. Like yeah. if. You would much rather, for like your dancing, say, "I have this many trophies or ribbons." Yes, that as th- that is much to, more. I've m- spent X yeah. amount of hours practicing, practicing, practicing. Yeah. Like I don't want to look yeah. at my hours and seen that I've practiced twice as much as the girl who got first place. Like I'd rather just see that I got second place. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, Fuck you, know, yeah. you go. <laughs> right. Yeah, you- gonna, she showed up with a donut and fucking walked in there and just. Yeah. Wiped everybody. Yeah. yeah the, <laughs> at the end of the year, you'd much rather say, I went to X amount of competitions or I won X amount of awards. Exactly. Right. As opposed yeah. to, I put in this many hundreds of hours yes. into my hobby and it, uh, right. oh my throughout God. the year. Yeah. And like it rivals gaming too, right? Like how many mm-hmm. hours you spend on it. Like, because some girls will practice and it's so physical. Some girls will practice for like three hours a day. Well, you you teach, right? So how, I teach now. So how, how long is each class that you teach? Um, right now it's weird. Well, no, right now it's weird because our venues are like we're juggling venues. So all right, so let's say, it's let's like, say like two pre-co- hours on one day. Pre-COVID. <laughs> two hours on. Okay, so pre-COVID, it's an hour class. I was going four times a week. All right, that's for teaching. Yeah, and so then I was going, I was like staying on some nights and doing my own practice. Okay, yeah, so, that's, so so you taught four hours a week. So at at the like, studio, it's it's like six to eight hours a week. Yeah. But here at home, when I'm practicing and stretching, like that's yeah. more hours on top. Yeah. Of so that. when you're you're teaching four hours a week, how many of those students are coming to all four of those classes, or are they just coming to one class a week, or maybe no? Two? It's usually like two classes. So there's like the one group class, and then the other three are private lessons that somebody has. All right, so someone's getting about two to three hours a week. Right. Right. So you figure at that point, all right, annually, that is, you know. That's two to three hours a week in class. In class. And they're practicing at home And they're practicing at home. So you're figuring, you're putting in, just in class, 100 hours. You know, figure you're going to take off some for for holidays or whatnot. Yeah. And then, let's say, for every hour you're in class, let's say you do two hours at home. Sure. So that's fair. That's right now. Right there. That's three hundred. You know, three hundred hours. Right. An hour like every day. Four hundred. Yeah. It's an hour every day. Yeah, and that's you know for some some competitors it's like bare minimum. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and and, 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 and I know. if you ask them which, which would you rather say, I won. I spent. I won two com- Yeah. I won two competitions this year, or. I spent 300 hours of practice this year. And I yeah. got this, uh, nothing to show for it. <laughs> right. Absolutely jack shit. Yeah. Um, which, which, yeah, I get that. And I, I, it kind of brings me to my point. I think I, I'm doing something that's uh, self-satisfactory for me um, because I'll never be able to complete the Pokedex. Let's just be honest here. Uh, I was telling you before she got back home, uh, was the fact that uh, I tried to do my Nuzlocke for Soul Silver, not the greatest thing. Um, I overwrote that and it really pissed me off. But I'm trying to do another Nuzlocke, and I'm—if you don't know what a Nuzlocke is, just look it up on Google. It'll save you so much more time than me explaining it. Um. I'm doing a randomized Nuzlocke, so everything's random, and I found out from whoever created this version, also randomized items so, and TMs. Question. So I'll, I'll preface this and give a quick rundown for people who aren't familiar with Nuzlocke, kind of how it works, so that you can only catch one Pokemon per route. Um, when your Pokemon faints, it dies. Um, and otherwise, it's pretty standard Pokemon play. Some people have limits to when you can use items, what items you can use. But basically, like, it's self-imposed hard mode. So with the randomizer, depending on what type of randomizer, can give a lot of different things. Is it randomized 
what you start with and your encounters, or are also Everything. trainers and gym leaders randomized to? Everything. All right. So this I, I've seen a couple different 10 to things. 11. Yeah. <laughs> too much. So to too, me much, that's, too much while playing a Nuzlocke. Too I much. That's like. nah. To me, that's almost Not too much. Because at least if my encounters and my starter are randomized, I still can... I can still work with the strategy of the main game right. that I know your types and all that. But if you have other stuff randomized, like what moves it's going to learn or what, what, that, that what the trainers not... are going to have. So your rock gym might not actually be a rock gym. It could be like, they oh, have yeah. like four different random things at that point. It's you take away the strategy and it's just a, it's a survival Pokemon game, which is a very different. Th- this is definitely different, survival. Different type of game. It's pray and hope you have the right types, and and pray you remember you know which I, order to put them in. So I started yeah. off my 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 starter Pokemon for this was Walrin. <laughs> very very tough type right off the bat. So I'm like, That's, okay, yeah, uh, yeah. I made that thing all the way up to 45, <laughs> and within. Three gyms. I was left with a Lugia, like uh, randomly encountered Lugia. Yeah. So, and that was at level eighteen by the end of the third gym. Ah, so I had to do some grinding and f- find places I hadn't been before. Yeah, that sounds. It does sound interesting. So, before we started stream, I showed you guys the. Uh, Yes. Jaden Animations. It was so uh, good. Pokemon Platinum Nuzlocke video. Mm-hmm. Um, her last one she put out, and I guess this was the last one that she's going to do for her Nuzlocke series, oh, is really? she did a Heart Gold Soul Silver randomized Nuzlocke, but it's a variation, um, further variation called a Soul Link Nuzlocke. Oh, interesting. Where you play with the second person. Oh. So let's say. You had Soul Silver, and then Sarah had Heart Gold. You'd right. play together. You'd get. You'd each. You'd pick. You'd pick a starters. Right. And then, as you go on, your teams are linked. Okay. So if you catch a Water type, oh. she can't have a Water type on her team. So she oh. will just have you. You kind of have to co-build. Oh, my and God. And then, let's say, in the first gym, Sarah, your starter dies. During the, That means you have to drop your starter, too. Oh, my oh God. My no, God. no. Yeah. Oh. That's terrible. Oh, that's awful. Which that is why hurt. they call it the soul link. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So It's I, like Nuzlocke is already traumatizing enough. Because you do, you like they, you're yeah, supposed so to nickname you your Pokemon up, so that, like, when they you faint, become attached, yeah, yeah, you become attached, and you're like, don't die, don't die, don't die, don't die. And right? it's one like, thing if you screw up yourself, but if your this, partner screws up, oh my god, I would kill somebody, yeah. So, uh, anyone who's interested in Pokemon plays, I would definitely say check out Jaden Animation's regular Nuzlocke, and if you're a fan of that, check out the one for the Soul Lake, it is. It is wild. Oh my god. That has gotta be right. I'll have to watch that. Like the one that we watched before stream was so good. It was such a, a roller coaster. Yeah. Like <laughs> we might just watch that after stream. I, yeah. I don't see why not. One one of my uh one of my favorite um stuff is on uh YouTube is like M and J T V and uh He's great. Pokemon seven and Purple Cliff, watching their, like, ridiculous freaking... Um, their challenges and challenges. competitions. Yeah. One, one of my favorites is whoever gets a shiny loses. <laughs> or uh, exploding Pokemon. Every Pokemon knows explode in, like, their first move set. So you have to... If you're going for legendaries on randomize... You have to throw the ball immediately. Yeah, like, just in case. That's it. <laughs> Some of those are just fucking ridiculous. That's funny. Oh, I'm a big fan of the guy. Um, I think his YouTube handle is PChalTV. Pokemon challenges. Um, oh yeah, and he does 
Like, he goes by that he's a professional Nuzlocker. Wow. Like he wow. was he was the first person to officially complete Emerald Kaizo, which is supposed to be one of the hardest um kind of randomized and like turned up to 11 versions of Pokemon Emerald. Um and it's just I don't know, his stuff's really great and you can tell like he knows these the original games inside and out. Oh yeah. And so he's got his strategy and he understands the math of like, all right, well, this did this range of damage, so I know I can f- potentially survive a crit. And like he, the strategy and knowledge, technical knowledge of the game is just off the charts. And to me, that I love that about all games. Like right, right. Pokemon, like going in and learning the strategies and the moves and the type effectiveness. D and D, I will sit for hours. And look at character build concepts. Oh yeah, um, you're like I, yeah. I I gotta introduce you to my buddy friend, uh, my buddy Jim. Jesus Christ, Andy, Couldn't get it out between buddy and fuck. friend. Shut up. <laughs> he is the same way. There was at one point for three point five, he made a map that wouldn't fit in that area of the living room. I am like, dude, what the fuck are you Wasn't doing? Wasn't Jim also the one who made a map based on your neighborhood? Or based on Ro- the Rochester area? Yes. Yeah. yeah. He also has like his own character, like own yeah. god, his own pantheon. He was doing a variant of, um, of D&D where everything's underground because the earth is so scorched. Um, where, and like... I'm a like underground goat person. Is <laughs> and it was really kind of fucking cool, but we never completed that. Uh, Bob ended up running into a dragon, and it was just fucking masochism. Yeah, I, yeah, the technical part of those, like when I was big into Yu-Gi-Oh, I would spend out. When I say hours, like you don't even know, like you going through. Even- forums online if anyone's like an old school like tcd player you'll know when i say pojo forums that'll bring back a little nostalgia for you (laughs) Uh, and looking at strategies what other people are bringing to local and regional tournaments and i think like at like my top tier like i had like at any given time in my little carry case box like four to six competitive decks that I could just be like, what am I going to play today? Am I going to play a chaos deck? Am I going to play six samurais? Am I going to just say, screw it about being like competitive and play crystal beasts? I don't know. I'm just going to pull something out. And that was, yeah, just collecting and deck building. And then with D and D for characters. Oh, I've got like, Characters with backstories that I'm that I'm never going to use. Oh yeah, yeah. You just have them because. Yep. Is that yeah. kind of where uh, uh, Connors came from? Uh, yeah. So the character I won't go too much into it because yeah, you know, spoilers. Uh, and so we don't the, have that much amount of time. Yeah. But we so get the that. the character uh, that's kind of alluded to in Connors' backstory is based off of a uh, a uh, character that I had. Uh, for a campaign that actually went unfinished, really. Um, uh, he um, so that that the rest of that story never got to be uh, told, uh, and so uh, that seemed to be fitting to give that character there that uh, you know maybe his character didn't have an ending and it didn't, and you know that campaign never finished. Mm-hmm. So, right, and it left off in a very similar way to where that could have gone that that could have been his ending so um interesting so that's how that character will potentially have met their end um and it worked because his character um shares some traits to um a party member that i had when i was playing that campaign which is why i decided to give give him that um in the backstory there you um, go. So nice. that's cool. That's a nice little wrap up. Um, and tying in those characters different ways. Um, my my last campaign that I played to completion 
um, our one of the barkeeps that we ended up hiring uh, was the DM's uh, former adventure from a oh, no. uh, thing that they did. And so, you know, finding those different ways to tie together those stories. Yeah, putting um, those little, great. Uh, little details. Those uh, little treats in your yeah. games. Easter yeah. eggs. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that'll wrap it up. You remember to go to RageGameNetwork.com. You can go to our Instagram, Facebook, Discord. <coughs> Discord. Discord. Go to the Discord. <laughs> yeah. Come um, chat with us. Yeah, come chat with us. Uh, also, remember to pick up yourself a t-shirt. Hopefully, Connor has gotten on top of those V-necks for the people that enjoy those Me. V-necks. <laughs> um, and if you rage it, we game it. Bye. Bye. See you guys.